In the last episode of this podcast, I discussed the HBO show Game of Thrones, specifically the final season. I wanted to break down the show in terms of enjoyment, character development, and how well it portrayed real-world problems. Today, I would like to do a similar analysis of another of my favorite series, Harry Potter. When I first read Harry Potter, I was fascinated. It became one of my favorite series at the time, and I read it three times in a row. In the ten years since then, I have reread the books even more times, and of course rewatched the movies, as that is far less time-consuming. In addition to the ways I, dis- I discussed Game of Thrones, I can also compare the books to the movies. Harry Potter is loved by many, and I aim to talk about both the good and the bad aspects of this series. In the years since Harry Potter has come out, many people were introduced to the series as children. I first read the books when I was 10, and the books tend to be a popular read among 4th and 5th grade students, as well as middle schoolers. That's not to say that adults can't enjoy the books. Personally, I would encourage everyone to read the series, but that's besides the point. Many people read the first book around the same age as Harry is in the first book. This also happens to be around an age where kids first start to really struggle with school or with life in general. It's an age where kids start to develop their personalities. I know that when I was around 10 was when I first started to struggle with stress and anxiety. Not that I hadn't had that before, but that's when it really started to affect my life. Many people have I have talked to and related to since then have also talked about how those years were some of the worst of their life. Personally, I think that reading this series was a way to escape from the problems of real life to the fictional world that is Harry Potter. Not that the wizarding world didn't have their own problems, but they were more fantastical, and given that, seemed easier to deal with. I think that using fiction as a form of escapism is something that many people, not just kids, do. Now, I don't think that avoiding life is the only reason people read Harry Potter. The world of Harry Potter is amazing on its own, The unique rules, the quirky people, the creatures, and of course, the magic. You don't need problems in your life to push you into the world of Harry Potter when the world itself is compelling enough on its own. There aren't many stories that have the great world building that Harry Potter has. Even though J.K. Rowling made many mistakes, which I will delve into later, this is one of the things she did best. She was able to create a world with complex background and history, as well as different social norms and politics. There's also something about the Wizarding World that makes you want to fall into it. It reminds me of Star Wars, another franchise that is praised for the compelling nature of the world that was created. There are many aspects of the story that work to make the world compelling, including the characters, the school itself, the magic, etc. I find it hard to place a specific reason why it seems to be a favorite fictional world to live in. Regardless of why, the compelling nature of the world of Harry Potter is definitely one of the reasons it is such a popular series, as well as a personal favorite. Harry Potter is one of the best examples of the chosen one trope. This basically means that the main character was destined to achieve something. Sometimes this trope is when the main character is the only one who can defeat someone, or other times when some prophecy has been written that says they must do it. There are lots of explanations for why someone is the chosen one. In Harry Potter, a prophecy was given by Professor Trelawney, stating that he was the chosen one because of when he was born, as well as the fact that he was marked by Lord Voldemort. It is interesting to note that in the case of Harry Potter, there were two possible chosen ones. However, it was Voldemort's own action that caused Harry Potter to become the chosen one. 
this adds a level to the trope that not many other stories have. One of the important aspects that made Harry Potter a good example of this trope is how he rose from nothing to being the most important character in the wizarding world. He started this series as an ordinary person in the ordinary world. People can relate to this because that's how most people feel. On some people, on some level, most people would want to be told that they are special because it would give them validation. I think that this is the essence of why the chosen one trope works so well. The character of Harry Potter makes such a good main character for many reasons, but the main reason for that is because he is relatable. Most of his characteristics are common. He doesn't want responsibility given to him. He is sometimes too impulsive. He has had to deal with stress and anxiety. He has had to deal with adults not taking him seriously, and he cares a lot about his friends and family. These are aspects that most people can relate to. They have in common with him. This helps create a good main character in a good series because you can see themselves, yourselves in their shoes. This also means that Harry is rarely anyone's favorite character because his traits are too common. People's favorite characters tend to be people with more striking traits, which is why people tend to like Hermione because of her cleverness, or Draco and George because of their antics, or Draco because of his tragic story, etc. Harry Potter is often used as an example of racism. The, the analogy of blood status in Harry Potter to racism in the real world. Which, if you look at just that storyline, the books do a good job. They show racism in a subtle way, through judgment of characters for being related to muggles. And shown throughout the series is different characters confronting and getting rid of racist practices, or people, in some cases. However, the books do not include a diverse collection of characters. There are a few characters of color in the Harry Potter books, and those that are included are minor characters. For a book series so often used as an analogy for racism, it does little to help act against it. J.K. Rowling, the author of Harry Potter, has become a source of controversy, especially in recent years. She keeps attempting to add to the Harry Potter series by making statements years after the books were first published that ranged from taking credit for theories created by fans to trying to fix mistakes she made while writing the books. She has also posted many hateful comments on social media. It's hard to have such a beloved series have been created by such a problematic person. Finally, comparing the movies, comparing the books to movie adaptations, something that is done for basically every book that is ever made into a movie. The Harry Potter movies are often talked about for being one of the best movie adaptations when compared to the books, which I agree with. They couldn't have cast a better main character trio. Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and Rupert Grint did an amazing job as Harry, Hermione, and Ron. The writers managed to stick to the plot from the book while still allowing the adaptations to feel fresh, which is something a surprising amount of adaptations fail to do well. However, it's easier to talk about the mistakes they made than the things they got right. One of my main problems with the movie adaptations was the characterization of the side characters. Specifically, the movies failed to properly portray Ginny, Dumbledore, and Snape as well as they were told in the books. Ginny is an amazing character in the books. She was headstrong, intelligent. She was brave and determined character in the books. In the movies, Ginny wasn't much more than Harry's love interest, a relationship that is intriguing in the books but plain and lacking chemistry in the movies. 
and this is down to the writing for the movies. When Bonnie Wright, the actor for Ginny, was given a good scene, she played them very well. The problem was that the writers for the movie struggled to give Ginny a good scene, especially any good scenes between her and Harry. The Dumbledore of the books and the Dumbledore of the movies are different in ways that are not as noticeable until you really dig into it. I believe that the Dumbledore in the books is a much better and kinder person. He seemed to care more about Harry as a person rather than just caring about Harry's safety for the sake of defeating Voldemort. One of the most infamous scenes in the Harry Potter movies is when Dumbledore yells, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? It has become somewhat of a meme at this point because of how different Dumbledore's reaction is compared to the books. In the books, Dumbledore calmly asks if Harry did this, and in the movie he yells while walking angrily towards him. This scene is the most noticeable example of how Dumbledore was a very different person in the books. Snape is another character that is noticeably different in the movies. The Snape of the movies is a better person than that in the books. The Snape is a very controversial character in general. The many arguments, there are many arguments over his treatment of students, his turn to Voldemort, his love for Lily, and of course his hatred for James. The discussion is whether he should be forgiven for his many wrongs just because he did some good, and that good was mainly because of his love for Lily. Whether or not you look at the books or the movies, Snape is a morally gray character. However, I think that the Snape of the books is more of a bad character, while the Snape of the movies is more of a good character. The actions that Snape made as a bad character in the books were mostly left out of the movies. Sure, he was a strict teacher in the movies, but he didn't bully the children like he did in the books, such as the one time pointing out Hermione's teeth. It makes it more clear in the movies that he actually started to care about Harry by the end of the series and wanted to help him. Even though this change could be considered to be for the better, it is still a change from the characterization of the books. The movies did a fairly good job at showcasing the wizarding world and its politics but I have a slight problem with this. One being that it lacks some of the whimsy that the books have, and another being that it doesn't go in, as in-depth to the politics of the wizarding world that the books include. Both of these can easily be plain, blamed on the fact that this is a movie. The movies wouldn't have done as well if the world was as whimsical as it was in the books, because it would have seemed childish and might not have felt as real. And they couldn't go into the politics of the Wizarding World because they were limited by the time of the movie. Overall, both the Harry Potter books and the movies will be some of my favorite pieces of fiction. The world that was created is amazing um, in both the books and the movies. The storyline, even though it made use of a common trope, feels fresh and intricate. Even though I don't particularly like the author, Harry Potter will always be a personal favorite series of mine. Thank you for listening. Bye.